Mark chapter 10, verse 46. We'll read 46 to 52. Before you sit, please. The Bible reads, And when they had reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. The blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and jumped out and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked, My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. Jesus is passing through this morning. He's here this morning. He's here this morning. And today, I bring to you a message that I've titled, An Outdoor Encounter. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that God, through your Holy Spirit, Lord, you are here. We thank you that God, this meeting is yours. Our gathering is yours. Thank you for your visitation today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Before you sit down, just give those around you high fives and please have your seats. Hallelujah. Great to see each one of you. An outdoor encounter. You see, if you want to change lives in the city of Vancouver, we need to be a people that go out there and make a difference in people's lives. The Bible says that Jesus was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And as he was passing through Jericho, the Bible says that a large crowd followed him. And there was a man who sat by the roadside. I know that you know about Bartimaeus. You know about this blind man. And so Jesus stopped by and attends to him. Jesus has given us an example of how we can go out there, change lives, and bring hope to the people who need that help. 
And as we read this encounter, there are three characters that I want us to take a look at. The first character that I want us to take a look at is the candidate. When I talk about a candidate, I'm not talking about a person running for office. I'm talking about body mares being a person who was positioned to receive hope. He was a candidate to receive help from Jesus. And so this is the first character that we're going to look at. And so as Bartimaeus sat by the roadside, he was a blind man. He was not able to see. The only thing he could do as he sat there is to hear what people were saying. And as he sat there, he heard people talk about Jesus, how that Jesus was able to heal those who were sick, how that Jesus broke chains in the lives of those who were oppressed, how that Jesus gave hope to those who were in the city. And so people, pilgrims, those who were matching to go to Jerusalem to celebrate the, the Passover, they heard, I mean, Bartimaeus heard what people were talking about Jesus. And as he was hearing all these good works, what Jesus had done, his faith begin, began to build up. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. In those days, they didn't have Bibles like we have them. And so they depended on storytelling or oral tradition. And so Bartimaeus was hearing people talking about Jesus and what he had done for others. And so his faith was building up. He also heard that Jesus was the son of David. And so when Jesus passed by, Bartimaeus started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And those who were following Jesus, they told him to shut up. Knock it off, man. Bartimaeus did not follow what they told him. I can imagine Bartimaeus saying to himself, I don't know. You don't know, rather, telling the crowd, you don't know what I have been through. You don't know how many sleepless nights I've been through. You don't know how many tears have run down my cheeks. You have no idea. You don't know my story. And so, as they tried to shut the man up, Bartimaeus shouted even louder. He shouted even louder. He was unstoppable. Because he received a revelation. He received an insight regarding his situation. It is so quiet in here. He received an insight. Now, in the world, they say he had an aha moment. Aha moment. You have heard about that? In the olden days, back in the centuries, they called it a eureka moment. Those of you that have studied some science, you know about this Greek mathematician or scientist 
Archimedes, when he made a discovery about buoyancy, that buoyancy is about the weight of an object, rather an object, the weight being equal to the weight of uh, the water it displaces. And, and so when he got this eureka moment, story goes that uh, this scientist was in the bathroom, in a public you know, restroom. And so when he made this discovery, he went out you know, naked shouting, Eureka, Eureka, I've found it. That's a powerful moment when you get a revelation. In the church, we say revelation. And when you get this revelation, you become unstoppable because it's a powerful moment. Nobody can stop you. It is those times that when we are worshiping God that you receive a revelation. Others do receive revelations when they are driving and they just go shout as they drive the car. Others, during worship, they receive that revelation. They begin to dance. They begin to shout. It's a revelation. You become unstoppable when you get that revelation. There's something else that Bartimaeus did. The Bible says that when he heard Jesus calling him, he threw his coat and followed Jesus. Now, I want you to imagine this. Bartimaeus was a blind man. And in, in those days, a beggar would use his coat or jacket. He would spread it out on the ground and sit by it. And people that passed by would throw coins on the coat or on the jacket as they passed by. Now, but a mess would only get the coins that fell on the coat. He was not able to get the coins that fell, you know, away from the coat. He, was only, he would only go for those that were on the coat. Or he could only get as far as his hand would go on the borders of the court, on the hem of that garment that he would spread around. And so when Jesus called him to say, come, do you know what he did? He threw it away. Maybe there were some coins that fell on that court, but he threw it away. He was saying, I don't want to depend on the confines of that court. I want to go beyond the borders of the court, away from there. Remember, we talked about Jericho, and in the Old Testament, the Israelites, God told them to go around the, the walls of Jericho, and the Bible says that as they went around the walls of Jericho, the walls, the walls rather, fell down. The walls fell down. And the Bible says that Jesus was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. There are some walls that need to fall in our lives as we go through, as we match in the city of Vancouver.
Because Jesus did miracles outside the walls of the city in which he was from. If you if we want to see lives being changed, we need to go beyond the walls of our church. We need to go beyond the borders, our own borders. We need to go beyond that. And so Bartimaeus, what he did, he threw away the borders of his coat. What I mean is this. Let me just make this illustration for us to understand. May I cut off my, may I, may I take off my, my jacket? What I mean is this. But a sat by his court. He was not able to see anything. He was a blind man. And so the passers-by would throw coins on his coat. And so what I mean is, Bartimaeus was only able to get the coins that fell on his jacket. The coins that fell outside his coat, he had no access to those. And so when Jesus said, come, he threw away including the silver coins that had landed on his court. And he followed Jesus. Do you know what he was saying? My supply has no borders. Because Jesus is my supply. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what I'm, where I'm going to get the next coin or the next uh, means for me to survive. But I'm throwing that away. I am following Jesus because my supply in Jesus knows no borders. Hallelujah, somebody. Knows no borders because Jesus will be my supply. I'm going to put on my tongue. If we want us to see lives being changed, we need to go beyond. These walls, beyond our own borders, those that we have, the borders that we have built around us, we need to go beyond those and make a difference in people's lives. We need to go beyond our wallet. We need to go beyond our means. Maybe you are a businessman. I'm talking to somebody here. I feel strongly about this. You see, there is a project that God has blessed you with, but you're saying, well, I can't do it because of the cost. I don't know whether I can manage that. I don't know whether I have enough to finish that project. This morning, the Lord is telling you that his supply is beyond borders. His supply is beyond the cost that you're looking at on paper. He's able to supply much more than you think or imagine. Just like Bartimaeus threw away the confines or what he had on that jacket, on that coat. He had to throw it away because he knew that his supply 
is Jesus. Jesus is his supply. His supply, his source has no borders. His source is not defined by, by, by boundaries. He knew that Jesus, his supply is endless. And so Jesus is going to provide the means for you. I don't know how it's going to happen in your business, but God is going to supply for you. Hallelujah, somebody. And so, even as a church, how we're going to reach our communities, we need not to depend on how much we have in the bank account. Even in your home, do not look at what you have in your bank account because your supply has no boundaries. It's beyond borders. It's beyond, it has no, no, um, it is not limited. His supply, is, it's unlimited. It's going to supply for you. It's going to give you that which you need. Hallelujah. So that is the candidate, Bartimaeus. Let us look at the next character in this encounter on the road to Jerusalem as Jesus was marching. The next candidate is the crowd. Rather, the next character is the crowd. In verse 46, the Bible says that when they had reached Jericho, Jesus and his disciples left town. It says, a large crowd followed him. And in verse 46, when the crowd heard Bartimaeus calling Jesus, they told him to be quiet. Now, this crowd comprised of many people. The crowd comprised of those who were um, matching to go to Jerusalem for the Passover, pilgrims. The crowd also comprised of onlookers, those who were just there to see what was going on. People who were waiting to see some drama. You know, they could get some popcorn and, you know, watch what was about to happen. They were just there to enjoy the drama. This crowd comprised of naysayers, those who were able to, you know, tell Bartimaeus to shut up and to be quiet. You know, there's always that guy, some in the crowd would say, when Bartimaeus saying, say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There were just others in the crowd who just went, oh my gosh, it's that guy who is there to ruin the party. Just those who would discourage Bartimaeus. They were there. They were part of the crowd. There were also people who were saying, well, Bartimaeus do not or does not, you know, meet the criteria or uh, the standard 
of people who would meet Jesus. What does he want? Really? Because when they looked at Bartimaeus, they saw somebody who was blind, somebody who was poor, somebody who was a beggar. Some in the crowd would say, well, would such a person meet Jesus? A beggar? A poor man? Somebody was blind? Well, are these the kinds of people that Jesus would meet? Shut up. Be quiet. That's Syria. <laughs> she missed that. And so I'll repeat. There were some in the crowd who would say, well, but a miss is not a kind of a person who would meet Jesus. They were naysayers. They were there to discourage Bartimaeus. These were people in the crowd. I remember growing up, my mom would tell me, don't follow the crowd. Because the crowd is not always right. Don't follow the crowd. I've watched on YouTube all these, you know, shows about uh, maybe they're trying to discover some talent and a person would walk on the stage and the crowd would just, you know, not like that person until that person maybe sings or performs an act and then the crowd would, you know, enjoy. But in the first place, they had no idea what this person would do and so they would just discount him on just say, well, what did this what is this guy going to do? The crowd is not always right. It was the crowd that wanted Barabbas over Jesus. They chose Barabbas. The crowd is not always right. And so, who are you going to follow? Are you going to do something because everybody is doing it? Are you going to follow what the Lord is telling you in your own life? Even when it comes to uh, reaching out, are you going to follow, you know, apart from the crowd, there's also a cloud, a cloud of doubt, a cloud of discouragement. There's always this cloud of, well, what if I do this and it doesn't work? Fear, discouragement, doubt. That is always there. And so, in the crowd, there were those who were having this, trying to put down Bartimaeus as he was trying to reach out to Jesus. And so, it still comes down to this. Who are you going to follow? In your decisions, on what are you going to base your decision on? Are you going to do something because everybody's doing it? Are you going to uh, be involved in evangelizing and going because, oh, th 
the church said so? Or are you going to do it because that is your lifestyle as a child of God? So the candidate, the crowd, and so the next person, the next character is the Christ, who is Jesus. Here is what happened. When Jesus was passing through, and then Bartimaeus was calling Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. The last time I checked, when Jesus stopped, something happened. We read, when Jesus stopped for the woman that had an issue of blood, a miracle took place in that woman's life. When Jesus stopped for the woman at the well, she received salvation. When Jesus stopped for Zacchaeus, when he had climbed up the tree, salvation came to the house of Zacchaeus. He received salvation. He received help. When Jesus stops, something powerful happens. Jesus has stopped by this morning. Jesus has stopped for you. And you know what Jesus did? When the crowd was trying to discourage Bartimaeus and trying to tell him to shut up, Jesus called him. And then the crowd said, oh, he's calling you. Cheer up. He's calling you. Jesus affirmed Bartimaeus. In the midst of all the discouragement, all those naysayers who was trying to put him down, Jesus affirmed him. You see, when they brought that woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, and then the Pharisees wanted, you know, those around to stone the woman, Jesus stopped and he wrote something on the ground. He stopped for that woman. Jesus is never busy for you. He's always available for you. When you call him, He's always there to listen to you. And so when Bartimaeus was calling Jesus, Jesus was there, able to stop and listen to him. He's always available for us. Jesus is there for us. This morning, Jesus is available for you. Jesus is going to make a difference in your life. In the same way that he made a difference for Bartimaeus, he's able to do it in your life. And he's available 24-7. Even this morning, Jesus is there to turn things around for you. Jesus is going to turn things around for this church. As we are in the series of, of, of the Great Commission, we have read how Jesus is able to change people, how that Jesus is able to be by our side as we launch out. And so there is nothing that we can do without him. We depend on Jesus. And what we are doing in this church is all about Him. It's not about filling up this place. It's all about making people have an encounter, making people meet Jesus, making, making, making people receive Him as their personal Lord and Savior in their lives. And their lives are going to be changed. And so in this outdoor 
encounter. We have the candidate, we have the crowd, and we have the Christ. Who are you going to identify with? Are you going to identify with the candidate? By candidate, I mean the person that wants to receive help. A person who is bound in drugs and a person who is there trying to get out of what they are going through. That is the candidate. The cloud or crowd full of doubters. Are you going to identify with the crowd? Are you going to identify with Jesus who is there to give you strength through the help of the Holy Spirit? I choose to identify with the candidate, to identify with Christ. I refuse to be part of the crowd. What is your choice this morning? Who do you choose to identify with? What identify you? What best describes you? Maybe you have never encountered Jesus in your life. And you see yourself to be a candidate this morning. Like Bartimaeus was crying out, Jesus, son of David, that could be you shouting for help. How that Jesus would break all these things happening around you. How that Jesus would come through for you. I don't know where you're at in your life, but Jesus is here this morning. Jesus is here to turn things around. Shall we all stand? Hallelujah. We're going to pray together. I don't know what best describes you in this passage that we have read. And so, you know exactly what you may be going through. Even when we talk about reaching out to the community, you know exactly the things that concern you. Maybe you don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where you're at. And so you are the only one who knows exactly what to pray for regarding the Great Commission. Maybe you find yourself to be a part of the crowd. Maybe you say, oh, the kind of people that I have to reach out to they need to look like ABC or they need to meet the XYZ of my list. Maybe you are saying, oh, how is it going to work? Jesus is here this morning. We need to identify with the way that Jesus handled the situation. That Jesus would give us the wisdom because when Jesus reached out to sinners, those who people say that he was not able to interact with, Jesus was able to interact with them and he told them to go and sin no more. He did not compromise his values. He stayed true to what he believed in. In the same way, we don't know who we're going to reach out to, but the Lord did not choose who needed to hear the gospel. 
He reached out to everyone. Even those who were condemned at that time. And once he reached out to them, he welcomed them and he told them to sin no more. The Bible says that he did not come to condemn anyone. He came that everyone would hear, that everyone would be saved. And so as we reach out, let Jesus be our example. And this morning, all of us are going to pray. In whatever area that the Lord shows you, that the Holy Spirit leads you, go ahead and pray. If it's forgiveness, go ahead and do it. Because we are here for Him. He's the only one who is our example. And we're going to follow His example and change lives that are in need. God as instruments as channels Lord that are going to bring hope channels oh God of blessing to those that are spending sleepless nights trying to gain satisfaction in whatever they're doing only you Jesus can satisfy only you Jesus can bring hope to them We are ready for you, Lord. We lay down our lives before you. We lay our lives down before you, Lord. This is all about you, Lord. This is all about you, Lord. It is not about what others are going to say or what my friends are going to say about me or what my neighbors are going to say or think of me. It is about you, Jesus. It is about you, Lord. It's the reason we are here, Lord, as a church. It's the reason that we are here, Lord, situated in the city of Vancouver. It's the reason we are here, located here, Lord. It's for this reason, mighty God, that you came. Jesus, have mercy on us, Lord. Forgive us, mighty God, for being discouraged. Forgive us, Lord, for being fearful. Forgive us, mighty God, of our shortcomings, Lord. Forgive our shortcomings, Lord. 
we lay everything aside, Lord. Jesus, forgive our shortcomings.